and welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. Uh, that's all I got. Uh, okay. You're... <laughs> Sorry. I used my funny one on the first round, and you the second round, I could have said it whole... again, but it felt the... weird. All right. Well, all right. <sighs> Why don't we just start again? Here we go, right? <laughs> Third time's the charm. Hello and welcome to Commagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. And I'm never going outside. Okay. There we go. Yeah. And today we are looking at a family-centered love story of young preteens and a creepy-ass clown. Yes, it is It chapter one and before we get to jim's disturbed film jim likes to give us weird sexual fetish movies about sleeping with monsters and sleeping with robots and pedophilia and what crazed clowns there was pedophilia in this film there was clowns in this film that were disturbing there was people carving their initials into other people's bodies Mm -hmm. nobody thinking there's anything wrong with that normal behavior all of that and more to come up in our discussion today but first the most important question of course what are we drinking this episode i am drinking the last of my battle cry whiskey which is very sad i'll have to travel travel to new england to get some more in my widowmaker uh beer goblet just hop on 95 mm-hmm. drive through connecticut no drive through massachusetts so get up get up to rhode See, island i am drinking a fresh made handmade cocktail uh james and i and lily made limeade yesterday with fresh limes delicious and Excellent. we mixed it with a little grapefruit <laughs> vodka that was just for me not for lil um so well you would little, be like a parent in this film um, if you had I, just put I a little grapefruit vodka in there i will say that at our friend's there. house yesterday lily asked for salt around the rim of her glass so, <laughs> 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 so that happened yeah wow um, yeah and um, a good flavor she likes yeah, salt listen you know she wants to be like mom uh yeah. and i got a little red wine as my my backup because that cocktail is not going to make us through an hour so, yeah a little red right. blend okay all right perfect i have uh some of the red breast that you guys gave me for my birthday which i love and i also brought some orange bubbly bubbly mm-hmm. bubbly boobs it's delicious the buble. um so we're doing it Maybe this week it. i don't know yeah. It's delicious. That's all I know. Uh, Last week, we watched a film that was, to be fair, significantly more enjoyable to me and probably Katie. Yes. And was I was shocked to find out how beloved it was by so many people. Yes. Um, Gross Point Blank. Uh, Some quick fact check from Gross Point Blank. First of all. I'd like to apologize for insinuating that dentists are in some way associated with serial killers. Very good. Yeah. Very good. I am not an anti-dentite. Uh, we, not really we, but I will apologize uh, for Katie for <laughs> her insinuating that somebody she went to high school with was Oops. a killer for hire. Could be. Um, like if I were to imagine, you know. Who, yeah. Yeah. Katie. Very rare for her, but completely misunderstood the question, which was <laughs> yeah. supposed to be kind of like who would have been a re- unrequited love that had, you know, yeah, no, the, that was instead not what went the. the said. Yeah, who would be your the Martin? The question Lyon was Cam. who right. would have been a hit band? No, right. no. 
Okay, was, when you describe Martin your, Blank. Who would no. be your Martin no. Blank? No, no. Poor, poorly yeah. Let's just move on. All right, the, fine. Or, she's not going to see your logic. All there. Right. Uh, and finally, are you tick-free, Katie? I hope so. Uh, we checked for ticks. We found the girls no, were so funny. Yeah, we found no tick. They were they were really funny, like spreading the toes apart, yep. butt cheek check. We did it all. Uh, they were clear, all clear. Love it. Yep, perfect. Um, though you might want Lyme disease as opposed to having to be in the world of Derry, Maine, yep. aka the home of Pennywise, the demonic clown, the yep. dancing in clown, please demonic. He is a demonic. He's not clown a with a forehead that is like some sort of disease that people can get. Correct? I think so. That yeah. has like a massive forehead of that size. My body is unscarred, um, my, but my mind and my soul will never be the same. You saw this movie before and did not react like this. Yeah, it was worse the second time. I think I closed my eyes more the first time because okay. that's my like normal Fair. like that's my and you thought you should keep them open because I thought of the I should keep them open because of the podcast oh, and that see was that? a mistake. I did not. That was a mistake. We, that was not there, part of the expectation. There are so many Those. images now in my brain. Yeah, burned well, let, into your brain. Let's do All your right, rundown. Well, yeah, so let's okay. have Katie's rundown mm -hmm. of it chapter. This is a one. short one, and I took a little risk on the ending. Clowns, balloons, children in Maine. Seems very innocent, but it will twist your brain. What if your fear came alive? Would you have the strength to survive? A group of friends takes on Pennywise and lives, unlike Jim. <laughs> she, she can't keep a straight face. I can't read it. Okay, last line. <clears throat> this is the last couplet. Okay. A group of friends takes on Pennywise and lives. Unlike Jim and Katie's marriage. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got to no. do it straight. I've got no, to do it straight. Can't, we can't, third we time. Can't. Third time. We, we, we can't devote any more time to Oh, my to God. <clears throat> A group of friends takes on Pennywise and lives. Unlike Jim and Katie's marriage. I did it. I just there needed to go. practice yeah, it. You just sped through it. just needed you to practice it. Not think about right the words that it. I was hey, saying. Hey, hey, hey. <sighs> I think... The question that comes to mind that everybody's asking themselves if they've seen this film, are sewer drains really that large in Maine? Oh, interesting. That Yeah. Yeah. And the That's answer is no. Yeah. Have are. you gone down there? I have been. I have, in fact, been to the filming location oh. of this film. Oh, really? Uh, a beautiful town, Ellsworth, Maine, mm. which is like 20 minutes outside of Bar Harbor in Acadia National Park. Mm -hmm. Amazing town. I've walked the streets, mm -hmm. the hill they are driving down with their bikes yeah. and that sequel. I've been down that hill, uh, mm -hmm. the alleyway, all that stuff. We've walked around. They have a, an amazing uh, Riverside Cafe, the best turkey sandwich you could probably ever get all of that was fucking ruined for me forever mm -hmm. thanks to this film no. yeah i don't ever want to stop so no, in this no. town again well, let's, let's i don't I, I don't want to bring my children there oh no certainly no, not. i not will ever. not bring my not children ever. there again nope. terrified so you to be fair your katie and your stance on horror films in general is rather do without them correct yes. 
Yes, unnecessary. Yes. Like roller coasters. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, I like roller coasters mm. actually. Yeah. I now here's the difference. Um, I can understand why people like roller coasters. I cannot understand why people like horror movies. I don't understand the joy in fear, like the joy in being yeah, yeah, scared. Yeah. I don't get it. Yes. I actually found this film to be extremely well made. Oh, sure. Yeah. Extremely. Like, there's it, no, like, very, the everything about it. I, and I could appreciate it for that. It's yeah. just, it's not. Uh, it doesn't bring me the joy of other films that we've done it that have no been joy. as that has been as well made as this. Have this you, is did it bring you really joy? A very well. Yes, I think it, but it, it's an extremely like on multiple levels, mm. extremely yeah. well made movie. I think there's some flaws with it, but I think there are some really really good stuff in. There's no doubting that. There's mm. this is not like a yeah. mazes and monsters. You know, this is bad. You know, this is not oh, no, Phantom no, no. Menace. This, this is the highest grossing horror movie oh, ever. Sure. I think. This is not this is no, not a bad movie about that. at all. Um, I would compare it to, you know, like watching um, maybe like a really good hunter, like somebody who had like precision, like sniper um, take down a live animal. Like, I could appreciate that that was a skillful act. I don't think anyone should ever have to watch that. I think mm, that's... Fair. Yeah. I think, I, that's, think that's I think if I liked this genre, I could understand finding this to be one of the best films within it. Because the... Like, I think the overall quality of it as a film is so much better better the production value i think the acting in it is great the something we don't talk a lot about in the movies the lighting that they yeah, did they in this did. movie was re i mean this is a visually beautiful film one of probably 50 odd films in here might be like in the top 10 in terms, I think of cinematography in terms of how they use shadows and light. And it just like if to watch it on Blu-ray, on our 4K TV, it is a beautiful movie. There's like no doubting that at all. They, got, they, they did a great job with that. Mm -hmm. And I guess okay. can I just ask you, because I think Jim has read the book mm -hmm. and loves the book and obviously loves the movie. So my question is this because i think it was one of my issues with this that you can clarify is the book more non-linear than the film because we know there's yes. a second one coming up when they're adults yeah yeah so the it, so did they so how does that do you think potentially affect katie and i who have not read the book do you think that the format king uses in the book where it's non-linear is more effective than going in kind of the linear narrative like they had to do for these two films. Yeah, I, I, it could be. Um, the book goes back and forth between the timelines. So obviously, if you're not familiar, uh, it takes place. The book takes place in 1953 and uh, 1989, 1990, I think. Oh, uh, so they took so they switched it. So they the, the late is it. 89. Right, OK, right, right. So they moved it for the for this film. Um, and in the book, they, they 
it basically goes back and forth. Um, not not so much as like every chapter, but there's big chunks that are like childhood, big chunks that's adults and going back and forth. Um, the problem with that is you can't do that with in in two movies because there is no real um, middle point to kind of stop. If you did okay. it that way, there so would be they, no narrative place to stop. So if they tell the whole child story first. There is a place to stop where, like, it, okay. it is at the end of this is going either dead or going back to sleep. We don't know. Okay. So, because I, I think, think it's the best King adaptation yet. And that includes, like, Stand By Me. Well, Stand By Me is pretty good, but that's a short story, um, like a novella. And Shawshank Redemption. Do you not consider Kubrick Shining an adaptation of The Shining by King because it's so different? Uh, I don't. Cons- I consider it a good movie, but I don't consider it a good adaptation of the source material. No, okay. because I think The Shining's significantly better than this movie. But I also think it's significantly different from my understanding. In even King says it when he talks about the movies; they're just very different you know he loves this movie as opposed to obviously as we talked about when we did the shining did not love kubrick's interpretation of the shining yeah at all yeah well it doesn't Um, it doesn't include his story (laughs) so no he takes his idea no i mean he doesn't even include the idea of the shining in in the in the movie called the shining so like i don't want to argue with you about it now but it's not it's not an adaptation but it's a good well, movie. no, no, that's fine. That, but that's what I mean. Yeah. So I'm saying you don't really necessarily consider it an adaptation of no, King's work because it's a good so one. different. No, it definitely okay. is. It's just a bad one. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's fine. Um, Katie's not going to talk the whole time. She stopped talking like 45 oh, minutes went, into the movie. And I then went, went stone to, cold silent and then fell asleep. And like stewed for the second half of this movie. And then I just went to sleep. Yeah. Um. So here's what I find happens to me in watching horror films. Mm-hmm. At some point, because when I watch story or read story, I feel like I very much like feel the emotion of the characters. And so I almost feel like I go into like a, a traumatic response mode where like at a certain point I just shut down in like, I can't, no, I'm serious of like, this is what your brain does, right? Yeah. Like, like, I'm seeing things, but I'm not actually taking them in anymore because I can't even process what's happening. Like, so I, it's like I create an emotional distance from the material so that I preserve my sanity. I think that's what happens. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't particularly like horror movies in general. There are very few that I enjoy. To the fact of, like, I enjoyed the story that's being told. So, like, I mean, honestly, with this movie, like, you would say, like, I enjoy watching that. Like, I would watch that again. That, I, is, see, a, that is a great film. I would watch it again. I like the, the, I like the storytelling of this entire thing, which will include chapter two. I just feel like there is so much, like, terror like images that I just wish I could remove from my brain that it's hard for me to get to the place of like, that was enjoyable. Like mm-hmm. that was entertaining, right? Like that's what it's supposed to be like, Oh, that was entertaining. 
No. Right, it, right. Like, it never feels that way for me. Okay. That's fair. I, I think that's completely valid. But would you do you think you would find the same problem with the book? No. I was thinking that. That I would probably do better with because the book. Because I'm not coming the to the movie you, fresh. So it's not right. exactly a fair So, like, comparison. you create your own images when you're reading a book, right? And yeah. so, like, I was thinking specifically with Georgie, oh. right? The, yes. So like that to me, because that's an early image and and I remember watching the movie the first time and kind of pausing, thinking like they're not going to show this, right? They're not going to show that like knowing here's I knew what was going to happen or I felt like mm -hmm. I knew what was going to happen, right? They're not going to. Oh, they. Oh, 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 like I just felt like from a directorial standpoint, like didn't need to see the little boy get his arm eaten didn't didn't need to see the thing come out of the sewer and grab him and drag him in not not with like the full like where the where the camera was i thought when we saw the neighbor come out i was like oh we're going to watch her reaction right we're going to see her watch georgie disappear that's what i was expecting and then you saw everything and heard everything and i wasn't ready for that and i felt like that set the tone for the rest of the movie of like Again, I closed my eyes for a lot of the first film after that happens because I was like, oh, that they've mm -hmm. the blinders are off, right? We're going to see everything. Whereas if I read a story, I'm not I'm not going to go to that place, right, right? Right. Like it took it took Charlie. <laughs> Pennywise took Charlie. I'm sorry, Georgie. Georgie. I'm not going to go to that like vivid of a space right and and so like you but you even something as well respected as like the exorcist or something you're not in on any of that so that's interesting like i and i don't know if it's because of time period mm -hmm. right with like the effects of the exorcist like i would say that the exorcist is a legitimately scary movie for me i think it's scarier than this and well and i think in concept it is mm -hmm. but we've talked before about how like <clears throat> part of my like religion course in high school was studying like the real stories behind the exorcist Ooh, so don't that give up too added much because we're doing the exorcist well, as it our added Halloween a whole movie. layer for me right okay. and i was thinking i'm sorry i know i could do a deep dive here so i was thinking about like you know why scary stories so stories that like actually happen in history i feel like there there is a piece of like that we bear a responsibility to know the stories of things like the holocaust right like that we can't pretend like those things didn't happen. And so I can't just say like, well, I'm not going to watch Schindler's List because I'm a little too tender. Like, I'm not going to do that. No, you, I have to watch that. Like, I've, I've got to do it. That like, I have a yeah, responsibility. You don't have to watch. You don't have to watch. That's it. Right. I, I think this transcends for me, it specifically as a book and, and this movie, not the original uh, mini series. I think it transcends a lot of horror because it, to me, it is Stephen King's like, like masterpiece on fear, and I think what he what he's doing here is really cerebral as far as like how children approach fear versus how adults approach fear. Um, and so like it, I I I don't know I I enjoy this story a lot I I find it that I can enjoy it as much as something like Lord of the Rings or any other fantasy epic where there's an evil presence out to destroy the world. This is a little different, obviously, but um, the idea of like 
this monster that can only be satiated by fear and how and preying on children is is obviously an awful an awful uh, oh, yeah. bad guy i i think part of me the overall takeaway of this film is maybe hinging somewhat on when i see it chapter two yeah because one of the issues I had, and this is not an issue exclusive to this film in any stretch of the imagination, is whenever you're a film that's based upon a book, it's it's very difficult to provide the type of connection to all the characters associated if it's a big ensemble piece. And we've talked about this, I think, briefly a little bit when we've done the Harry Potter films, which yeah. is, you know, maybe there's not as much Ron or Hermione in it, but we've read the source material. So we're able to like fill in the blanks yeah, yeah, right. on some of that stuff. Being somebody who did not ever read it, I guess one of my issues ultimately and i understand not wanting to carry cut out characters mm -hmm. but i felt like there were so many people in the loser group that at times it was almost too surface and i'm wondering if that will be fleshed out better once i've seen the second film as well do you know i mean like i just yeah. didn't necessarily feel a connection to all those characters enough that i'm sure i would have in the book and i completely understand when you choose to make it a film as opposed to a series there's probably stuff that's going to be let out but that was one of the things i was like some of the kids i feel a huge connection to but i just felt so much of the film was hinging on these relationships of them together and some of it i thought was maybe too surface whereas if i had maybe read the book like with Harry Potter, I would have been able to fill some of that yeah. stuff in and it wouldn't have been as noticeable to me, maybe. Yeah, I think that is definitely um, a tough situation because you can't I don't think you would be able to drop one of these characters. No, and I don't I, and they, I, I can imagine that they, they probably all have parts to play that are integral to plot, not yeah. just um, that you couldn't that you can't just have another character do. Um, but I think, I think the book of it suffers from, and, and I think you're probably thinking about Stan, um, the Jewish, the Jewish kid yeah. who, who doesn't have a lot of, of, I, I feel like that's how he's in the book as well. I don't remember okay. a lot of depth to his character. Um, but I feel like the others are pretty Mike Hanlon, the, the homeschool, the black kid, he does have yeah. a lot more, um, backstory in the book and i think they are doing some stuff in the in chapter two where there there are flashbacks to uh the kids like again okay so you do get a little bit more but i, I don't know what that will be well they also there has been discussion people lobbying for them to do a i don't know what they call it, a novel edit when both films are done which is mm. to go to cutting the film as if it was the book with the storylines going back and forth five hours it, or whatever it would be well it just is like on the blu-ray or so you know that you have the two separate films but then you go kind of like an extended issue one of the other things and you again since jim's the one who's read the book there were a few things that i thought were just maybe too over the top like the bully whatever his name was yeah that henry? was like henry yeah, bowers but that just was like 
I don't know. That it just got so extreme that, that I think it was it's hurt when you move the timeline from 1950 whatever to 1980. It plays a lot better with like uh, greasers with like a switchblade than like a, a mullet like kid in the 80s. Well, it's I don't just know. My point, like, it, I guess my point is this: like, you take a knife and start carving your initials into someone. Like you're getting like that but doesn't so go unnoticed. Me, well, but to me, like, he is supposed to strike you as a psychopath. Yes, right. Like oh, he's I, I, that. I, I this is not. We go beyond the school bully. Right. This like, is, oh, this, he's not. Just I absolutely a agree, bully. and I get that. And Brian, but then this the kids is like, around him are using like flame flow. I don't know. It just it was so. Oh, that much. part was very. That part rang very true to me. The kid with the lighter and the and the hairspray was like. You're running around chasing people doing that? No, no, but that that was something that I had definitely seen kids do all all the time. Like not Yeah, but two people? I'm not no, saying but he like, didn't oh, do hey, it to him. He was trying to scare him. Yeah, I don't and know. And you Brian, even like, see I... the other kids get nervous when he does it or when Bowers yeah. cuz he Bowers is not the kid with the flamethrower. That was Patrick. No, it's the other Hockstetter. the one who went missing. Yeah. And that's a whole other issue that they kind of switch from the book he's a different kind of kid in the book but his his like cronies get seriously nervous when he brings out the when bowers brings out the knife like i think that was their them trying to like n not normalize his behavior at all like they were basically well like, no this i didn't get is... that it was just wild and I he thought it was... is a classic king like archetype there is someone like him in almost every stephen king book. well yeah. and i and i think unfortunately you can find characters like that in other literature as well and to me that does speak to that like there have been absolutely folks like that right like we we don't want to allow ourselves to believe that someone who would still be considered a child could have such a sadistic turn to him that mm -hmm. that he could inflict such fear pain on another individual and you know and carry on right and think like th this is this is life um but to me that story shows up time and time again and yeah. and suggests that yeah there are there are folks like that and oh, and I agree. I just my point was, I think, like, from a character arc perspective, like he ends up killing his father with that knife, which I get. Mm -hmm. But that to me wasn't a huge leap from what he was doing. Do you sure. know, it was the idea that Pennywise sure. was supposed to be in, infecting him in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like it was almost like right from me. Mm -hmm. This guy is a fucking raving lunatic. Well, that one and, and he's roaming though. the street. Different. And, and he's roaming, roaming that the was streets. The, that was the one person in his life that he was afraid of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So for him to kill his father, it had to have been. It was like the final other. step into like becoming a Jedi of crazy. That, yeah, well, yeah. He was he was crazy. But like, I'll give him that. And this is this is I think maybe dealt with in the book. I honestly it's been so long since I read the book. But what's really the question I think for it is it, one of the questions that that remains is does it find Derry because it's easily for it's easy for him to suggest and to control and and manipulate people or are is there something inherently wrong? there and that's why he's drawn to it and 
that's not answered in the book you're saying i think it's i think it sort of is and i think it sort of is uh, like somewhat of a combination of both because i mean so that's part of like the history right of like the kids dying on easter the easter egg hunt or whatever prior to that it's the the settlers the well the 99 settlers all disappearing oh yeah yeah yeah. the signers the 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 charter the people who Mm -hmm. signed the charter but does so does pennywise kill them I think that's, that's the where, idea, yeah, right? So Is that the idea? Yeah, and so like history. Yeah, and I don't want to ruin chapter two for you, but Pennywise. Okay, well then, then that's fine. I, Pennywise I is a anything. is a form of something, right? Like, okay, you you clearly get the idea in chapter one that he is not bound to the body of like a clown. Yes, right. Like he is more than that. <laughs> um, and so I don't want to ruin it for you, but um, another reason that I really also love this book and it, it's it's kind of has nothing to do with the movie or uh you know what we're actually talking about but it is heavily tied to the dark tower in in ways that go beyond um anything that they could have pulled off in the in the movie you know so um i'm just predisposed to like almost all of stephen king's work okay um so that's fair yeah. <laughs> um the child actors are great yeah with without a doubt in this Very, film so fantastic stranger things <laughs> so trash mouth tozer like i mean it feels very borrowed for like like it feels like stranger Th- things that's very funny right leaned in a lot yeah but he's he, but he played right but if you and i was just listening to an interview with andy michette Muschetti, the uh director Muschetti. yeah i think that's he uh he was he had already cast finn so Finn Wolfhard, who plays uh, Richie, is from Stranger Things, plays Mike in Stranger Things. He had just been cast uh, right after they finished filming season one of Stranger Things. So he had never seen it and he kind of refused to watch it. The director kind of didn't want to watch it um, during the filming. Like he didn't want to be influenced at all because he said, you know, obviously these guys are way influenced by Stephen King. Um, but it's funny that he he doesn't play a similar character at all. No, his no. character in in Stranger Things is more of like the Bill character, yeah, who is like absolutely. sort of like the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely. I mean, the Duffer Brothers were who were the guys that created Stranger Things, were really lobbying to be the directors and writers of this. Oh, interesting. But at the time, they didn't have enough clout. They mm. didn't. They didn't. So they were a, so if this was delayed two years, they would have totally been the ones to make. So this does movie. that suggest that they were big fans to begin with? Oh yeah, and so like yes, yeah. So the the font of Stranger Things, yeah, is the 1980s the, Stephen it, King yeah. font. font. So like, right? if you yep. remember all Cujo, the all the cemetery, Harry, all the paperbacks, right? all, all yes. the paperbacks had. Yep. Um, at the 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 name of the novel was actually usually in the center or at the bottom. And at the top, in big block letters, it was Stephen King, and it okay. was that exact Stranger yep. Things font. Yeah. Um, most of the there are there are huge tie-ins to Stephen King in, in Stranger Things, um, and I think it sort of has that vibe of of you know we talked about the kids in ET and Goonies, and there are the there's something special I think about, and it might just be nostalgia because of our age, of like what childhood was like in the eighties. And it might be just because of how we consume media compared to people of other generations that that time period, especially childhood in that time period, has been 
kind of combed over so many different times mm. and and like re-represent it. And well, uh, well, and that's going to be interesting now because so you can argue that it, it really does mark a shift, right? Like, right? like that after that point, right? Like technology picks up so fast that it really is the last time in history that you had very insulated groups of kids alone, right? where it was alone. like yeah totally yeah. well right it was like you and your yeah. best friend prior you to cell phones like, the, prior like to the internet was, that's all you had yeah do you, you know what your i family loved? and yeah before cell phones before we were on the internet all the time when jim and i would go down to the quarry in our tidy whiteies and go swimming and katie would jump um, before us and katie would jump <laughs> that was a great us. scene i think that uh we all have people in our life who would tell a story similar to that I, I know. Uh, that, I know tidy, that I have. I know that I have whiteies? that would. I haven't worn tidy whiteies so, since. Well, that's what I found the tidy, to be unrealistic. The tidy whiteies was like you know. Oh, I definitely wore tidy whiteies back in no, the day. No, no, no. I but mean, like, but to you're go not, swimming, you're not oh, grabbing no. your swim trunks, right? Yeah, right, that right. Was that like, was weird. But no, but I think that like, was more of a fifties. Yeah, totally. Right, like first of all, you might not have swim trunks. Right. Secondly, it's like you're you're just wearing your clothes and yeah. like let's go swimming. You just take yeah, off I your clothes and go swimming. I would jump in my shorts. I so, would yeah. not be jumping in in tidy whities. Aileen, at one point, you would put on more that, clothes. I would put on more. Aileen, <laughs> there are dozens of us. I would like a sweatshirt. Jim, as well, Jim, Jim is a never nude. Can as you we've still see my nipples? Is that the John Mulaney where he says like, I went to get my first massage the other day and I went in and. And the masseuse said, I'll be back in a minute. Please undress to your level of comfort. <laughs> so I put on a turtleneck and a pair of corduroys. <laughs> but, but, but that, but, but that's like, it would bother me. Aileen was watching and she turned to me and she's like, uh, were you in high school? Did you and Jerry, you ever just jump in a pool in tidy whities? I said, no, nah, never happened. So though Jerry I, and I were not also hanging I out with am, women I am in high school by either. That, though, so. Because we've talked about this before. That like if you talk to like our parents' generation, yeah. our grandparents' generation, that like though they would be more clothed on a reg, right? Like like that we've yeah. peeled back layers in our regular dress in the locker room. That they or were in, absolutely yeah. they were in many more encounters where they would just be Group in showers. stages of undress yeah. with each other. Well, and, and when you go to locker rooms now, it's always the older folks who are just prancing yeah. around oh, naked. So many, so I many think stories that's why, from the Y about that. Like that. when they so were growing up, that wasn't a thing. But I, you know what? There's Jim. You brought this up, and I because I didn't know this that the novel was originally the earlier kid segment was the 1950s. Yeah, there is an element now knowing that looking at this that explains some of that. Yeah. Like they're certainly in the 80s, but there are definitely elements well, you, of this. Like you said, with the they they would be greasers with the knife, like this kind of how they yeah. are. One other question I have for you is because Aileen and I were discussing this. How old are they in the book? Same age. Be they're, so are they supposed to be high school freshmen? Because, yeah, around there. Because they're... okay, I didn't know because it was obviously said Derry High School that they're in. Yeah, but uh, some of what they were, I thought, was maybe more naive or playing younger. Yeah, than a freshman. So I wasn't quite sure where we were supposed so, to be. I mean, really, the I think what they're what they're trying to hone in on is that moment where. You just like in Stranger Things for season three, where you stop believing in certain things and where yeah. your your fear shift, right? Like from 
from you know the dark to you know not being friends with certain people and i, I don't know i think there's a lot of that at play here and i definitely okay. think it, it's uh it, it so the director i think did an amazing job for forward shifting the movie i think it does something really well the one thing i i wish they had included and it's in the book is that one of the historical like facts is that um it's more recent history that happens in Derry is that um, a homosexual couple was like was abducted and like killed on the kissing bridge where Ben gets cut. Um, okay. And I think they, I I think that part of the story plays much would have played just as well in the eighties. I don't know. You know, again, leaving Maybe it even out better is, with the fear of uh, yeah. you know, with the AIDS crisis yeah. and everything because they bring that on. up. And so maybe it was shot and not not put in. Cut but, out. Um, yeah, I thought I think that is something that this this movie uh, and book do, does ever like over and over again, which is, you know, how there's like this awful indifference to certain groups of people and kind of allow like fear and, and hatred and, and everything to kind of fester. And I think that's sort of like what Pennywise is personifying. So Jim makes me like this movie more like his no, version of no. it makes me enjoy it more. No. I'd rather hear Jim talk about the movie than watch the movie. Agreed. Actually, um, So I think I'm going to come back to a point that I made earlier mm -hmm. that, um, you know, in creating a horror film, Every director decides like how much of the horror do we show and how much do we leave to the imagination. And I think that, you know, we can look at examples on both sides of that continuum of like great films, you know. So I know we wouldn't classify Alien as really a horror film, but they certainly play with that notion. Oh, I would. Well, it's like this. And I think you bring that up, like talk about how they do it in Alien. Uh with Ridley Scott, how Spielberg does it, it in Jaws. Sign, with signs, with the monster, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that, like, when, when it finally shows, it's not, it, the payoff isn't there. Yeah. Um, Jaws, yep. So for so, me, it was too much of the monster. Yeah. And I think, really? but I, that's intentional because I oh, think. Oh, of course it's intentional. Oh, yeah. But, but it's, it's, it's not intentional because they just want to show you the monster to be scared. The the theme of this movie is fear, right? And if you know, it, uh, you fell asleep. But what happens in the end you scene? What happened? I stayed away for what, the first time I saw the movie. What, what happens what in the, the end scene? Is a to what go was to the cat? What was Pennywise's last name? <laughs> oh, you're funny. So, <laughs> Rosebud. Um, Rosebud. <laughs> but just the the fact that Pennywise is sort of a fraud, right? Like he he sort of starts to lose his effectiveness and power if he can't scare you. And like, so they, they make note of that. And so like, I saw someone tweeting the other day and was like, I just watched it for the first time. And I don't understand why he just didn't kill these kids whenever he had the chance. And there's oh. like, well, then that person completely missed the, they whole didn't watch the movie. Freaking so like, point of the movie. The whole point is like Beverly stays alive because she's not scared of him at the end. She, she fought her demon. Her demon was not Pennywise. Right, her demon was her father. Father. And once she kind of, she has Defeated her moment of, of like, yeah, of taking back power. <laughs> and she she's not as scared. He 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 doesn't kill her because it, it basically like 
empty calories for him. Right, I don't know if you there's got the, that, gets, but like he gets nothing. Yeah, right. I, well, there's, absolutely there's gets no sustenance for him. Yeah, can I? I the one thing I didn't understand in the film was um, like the correlation of like why the kids could see like so. I thought like the fear had to be through each character's eyes. Uh huh. And so like with that, they can all see the bathroom. Yes, that this is hugely me. important in the book, and it's kind of played down a little bit in this, and it's hugely important in the miniseries too. Um, just explain it for a minute. For, for yeah. So, so what happens is Bev, um, cuts her hair in a, in a moment of like defiance because her dad is creepy as all hell. Her father does is it, sexually. But, but, ass- yeah, it, way, it is. It is not. She, she, she does a, a great job. Sexual abuse. She did a yeah, but she yeah. did a great job cutting her hair. Yeah, it looks like great. That looked looked like she went to a stylist. Um, to she be cuts fair. her hair. Um, and then in. Pennywise, in sensing a moment of weakness, um, has you know voices coming from her drain in her in her sink in her bathroom where she was cutting her hair. Then uh, you know, and it's all the people that have been missing start talking to her. Then the hair comes out of the drain and grabs her arms and pulls her close to the drain, and then like a giant fountain of blood comes out, which is very reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I thought it was Carrie. I thought Shining with the elevator. Well, in Nightmare on Elm Street, it comes out of the bed when Johnny Depp gets pulled in. Um, But, uh, so her whole bathroom is basically covered in blood. And at that moment, she's screaming. Her dad comes in and says, "What what, Bev, what's going on? What are you doing? And, he doesn't realize anything's wrong. He's even like touching blood with his hands. Right. She says he the can't blood. see it. He says what blood? What blood? Yeah. He can't see it. Um, and so he, she basically calls the Losers Club to come by um, to show them to see if they can see it. And they can. Um, in the book, what happens is, and in the miniseries, is that Bev cleans the entire bathroom by herself and then comes back later and it's all back all the blood is in the bathroom again and then she brings the losers in they see it they help her clean it up and only after they help her clean it up does it never come back so they learn they have to start Mm. to do together oh interesting yes because because that was the other piece was like why do they why do they even need to clean it right like so if this is not real blood you know like um, what's the, the Bill character? Is but it's like, real well, obviously to them, we, right? Like, we can't leave it like right. this, right? So the, and there's two. So like that theme of like is it real or not plays up a lot. I don't know if you you fell asleep again. I don't know, Brian, if you caught it. Is when I did stay up for the whole at film. the very end when Bill gets the gun that yes. the kill. The, and he's about to shoot Pennywise. I don't know if you heard what Mike yeah, yells. Because he, there was no, because Mike lost the. Mike the, yells out, had, it's not loaded. Uh, it, this, but it doesn't matter. And he pulls the trigger real anyway, in his and mind. Pennywise gets shot. Yeah. And so, like, there's, real in his mind, right, right? there's this whole idea of like what they believe. In the miniseries, it was Eddie uses his inhaler because one of the one Richie, like, kept in the miniseries, would take his inhaler and use it and be like, oh, dude, tastes like battery acid. And so, like, at one point in the in the sewers, he says, he turns to Pennywise. He's like, "This is battery acid, you slime!" And he squirts Pennywise in the face, and his his face is melting and stuff like that. So it's this idea of like the losers coming together creates something incredibly special. And it's it's basically this the 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 Roland like quartet situation, right? So from- the notion that like they they can confront fear 
I, I mean, they like, have more sense, power right? yeah, than absolutely. they do so alone. You, right. Yes. Right. They're like the Avengers. They can <laughs> only be Thanos as a as a group. Um, as a few things I loved, and and I did like this is not my like wheelhouse, but I loved it visually. I thought, as I've said, I loved it. Child actors, amazing. They and were director, so the, good. But can I just say this? I thought who was bad? Yeah. I thought the adult acting in this movie, other than Pennywise, I thought Pennywise, the actor, did that. Was, yeah, I thought was like ridiculous. the 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 adults, I thought were bad. Okay, the, I thought so, the acting was bad. Which I, one I, specifically? I, I, think... I I didn't love um, Bev's dad. Like he, I know he's supposed to be. Cre- I just it felt. And maybe it's just because I was so impressed by the the, the children actors, and I understand they were going for something, I'm and I just did of, not like yeah, the adults. I'm trying to so think of I what other like movie them. I'm I'm thinking of where there's very much the idea that you're supposed to be seeing the adults through the kids' eyes. It was Varsity Blues when they're all drunk yes. at the barbecue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I, so that strikes me the same way. Yes. Where, like, I just thought the acting was better in Varsity Blues. Because I, I thought just, the... I know, but like remember the, before... the party scene, Brian? No, no, no. All, I like, said, no. caricatures? I, no. no, and I agree. I understand what they were going for. I just... I don't know. I it thought Eddie's like mom that... was uh, incredibly creepy. Yeah, and I the thought pharmacist. the pharmacist was ugh. Super well. I, I just I didn't Best love it. I, maybe yeah. it was maybe it was maybe that was some of the way they played it. And yeah. I I get what they were going for. Maybe it was just the kids were so good in it. Yeah, the kid who played like, Eddie. They are just chewing up scenery. And <laughs> These are gazebos. Amazing. These are gazebos. There are so or many good R- lines. When 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 Richie's like, uh, oh my god, hold on. What is the line I wrote down here? Um, he, he, oh yeah uh try tickling your pickle for the first time yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, he's just like delivering and that is just so good yeah. in it and his his ending line ending line there's two lines at the very end that i think are some of my two of my favorite lines in any horror movies ever which is like bill i told you bill like you this is when pennywise has bill around the throat and he basically says to the losers like you I'll let you live. You can grow old and die. I won't be back for 27 years. You can go away and you'll be off living wherever. Um, just leave him with me. Um, and I, I'll let you all go. And Bill's like, yeah, guys, just just leave me go, he says. And Mike, you know, and it, prior to this, or I said Mike, uh, uh, um, Richie and him had been fighting, right? They like they were they were not really hanging close out close at all right had, yeah very similar to stranger things this yep. season yep um and he goes he goes uh i told you bill you got me into this you you uh you made me go, go to a crack house you made me walk in gray water you did this and that and now i'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown and he grabs the baseball bat and he goes like welcome to the losers club asshole and like smacks him across the face and that's when like all the losers jump in, but just the whole like now I'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown. That line is incredible. And then as Pennywise is like breaking into pieces and like falling back into the well, he says, "Well, I know what I'm doing." My summer experience essay on. <laughs> <laughs> I am intrigued to see where it goes with two because how do you respond to this? I was a little confused and maybe. If this is something, Jim, that plays out more in the second one, then don't spoil it. Okay. 
I, I felt like there was very little explained about the kids who are floating around. Yeah. Like all the bot. Is that something that we get more detail on or we, is it per purposely vague? And in the novel, it was vague. Are, are all, so we're all of those people are dead. Correct. That are floating. I in guess that. so. However, Bev wasn't dead. So I, I so don't, that's what I just don't yeah. like. That's where I was a little confused and I wasn't, and I was willing Part of my problem, obviously, is we're doing this now because the second one comes out this week as you're listening to this. So we'll I there, knew certain characters. Night. I I will go. I'm going to go, actually. Believe oh, it or I'm not. I'm proud of you, Bri. I am going to go. I, I love good filmmaking. And again, I will say the quality of the filmmaking here, even though it is not my type of movie, I, I have a massive amount of respect for the quality of filmmaking there were two in shots this. in this that made me immediately think of you, Brian. One is when Stan is goes into his father's office with the with the Torah and he like puts it back, and the painting is askew. The woman, yes. and so like then it fl the camera flips from Stan looking at the painting to looking at Stan approaching the painting as if the camera is the painting. Yeah, and he grabs Very it. Very De Palma, right? And what did you call that? The the askew. It's, it's, yeah, it's like uh, Dutch angle. The Dutch angle, the, which they use a, a few times. I was trying to actually figure out because they use it a few times. I was trying to. I have to rewatch it probably yeah. to figure out. They the they Dutch recall angle. it a couple of times. I'm sorry, it's Dutch angle. That makes me think of a Dutch oven. Yeah, <laughs> and so then he grabs he grabs the painting, and as he. He turns and the camera it, yeah. writes itself. It, I thought that was really cool. The yeah. the opening scene when Katie even said like that was really cool when they fly the camera out of the oh, the, the right barons. off the bat. It, what's interesting to me is I love obviously um, the Shining because I love Kubrick. He's my favorite director ever. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, which we both loved about the Shining when we did it, is like right from the beginning it set tone. Yeah. Like with that helicopter shot that was kind of floating, and they do this as well. Like they, from the second the like you see the logo, they're into it and into that beautiful shot. They're establishing something. So I, I, I do as much as I'm not comfortable with it, and I, I may, I, I do want to go see it because I think enough was done in this film that I'm intrigued to see where they go. Yeah with the characters. And I feel like there's a lot of story untold. There's things I want to know and maybe it won't pay off and I won't know it. And maybe it's not meant to be known, but I want to know more about Pennywise, what the deal is there, why every adult is an asshole, which slightly bothered me. Like, I think I, that's I, more I, again very, perspective. Like, I think that's perspective of children. And I think that. But do you think every but my I guess my problem with this is like, even when you're an adolescent, there's always some adult. I at least maybe maybe this is not everybody's. It story. certainly is not. But dude. I, I know exactly. But, what you're I, gonna say. but I thought there was always like some kind of adult that, you know, that usually in films that people could relate to every adult in this movie is yeah. awful absolutely awful with maybe I'll give the exception to Bill's dad when he flips out at him because he's grieving the loss of his other kid. Right. And, and I could see you snapping the, the pharmacist. I mean, so much. And maybe there was more pedophilia. Well, listen, pedophilia exists today. Horrific, unfortunately, but like that undertone of sexual abuse and stuff that was there, that is obviously true of the 1980s in particular. 
but it was like there was no adult you saw in this film that was any kind of anchor to reality, yeah. which well, bothered so me a little but bit. To me, you're already creating. Uh, so, not. I don't think anything about this is supposed to feel typical, right? Right. Like so, you're creating. Well, maybe this that's the point. That's town, a good point. Right. Where like from literally its foundation, stuff's been fucked up. Right. Like like yeah. Like the People founders die. of the town true have all disappeared. Right. Like they're Very so. Fair. So then when you think through to like, well, so like what has happened? We haven't even got to gotten to like, who are the people that get chosen? Right. Like, is it totally yeah, randomized? Because so then when you start thinking through, I don't know, what, did all of these adults have an experience when they were kids? Is that why they are the way that they are? Like this, this town has been That's a good question. haunted by this presence. I since want its to creation. see your movie. <laughs> write it i want to see your movie wait but another stranger things Call Keenan Laird. Yeah. get our get our resident screenwriter on the phone keenan uh get off the porch man script that you've been writing for 20 years we need you to write this write the now. town of derry write the town of derry um, oh, right what now was, so they did do that kind of what was the um Stephen King miniseries that really explored like Castle the Rock. town, yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. and that's Rock. coming back, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I didn't have Hulu really when that's it originally town, came out. But yeah, yeah. yeah. another. Um, I want to watch that though. I want to see Castle Stranger Rock. Things reference Hulu. though is just the way that the monster functions, right? Like the yes. way that the monster draws from the humans mm -hmm. to create, and and then that those bodies or beings, whether they are alive or dead, are all still there in some form. Yeah. Um. Some of them are not all the way dead, <laughs> right? Like. Right. Very similar, and even the like eleven screaming like I am not scared of you, I am not afraid of you, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, like screaming back. That's yeah. straight from this. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I mean, a they, lot they, of it. I listen. As much as I was uncomfortable, again, this is not a, a film I would necessarily watch all the time. It is a really well done movie. There's mm. no, I don't think there's any arguments. It's I will never not watch my this genre. Again. If our children even hint that they are going to watch this at a friend's house, I will make them lose those friends forever. <laughs> not until they're in college. Well, let's deep dive yep. into this. What? Is it about Jim that keeps pulling him towards these things, Katie? So, I, Katie, I was concerned. I, I was know, watching the film I and I text Katie. I said, let's come up with the safe word for you. Yep. You can just text My at some safe point. My safe word was Pardue. 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 So I have a lot of theories about Jim. The, you know, the holy man. Jim, Jim was allowed to watch all of the things when he was growing up. And so there was yeah, never... Yeah, me too. I was too. There was no, never no any kind of a filter. And I think... I don't know. I think you found Stephen King as as a writer early on, right? Like, I mean, early on in your teenage years. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, but but you're not like, as he said, he's not huge into the horror genre. Like, it's, honestly, like the horror. Well, you're King not fan. The horror movies yeah, that I've enjoyed, watching enjoyed it in, as far as like I enjoy movies, so like I enjoyed. It's rare that I find a, a genre. You I don't will just like. turn on a horror movie here by yourself, though. Sometimes, right? Because like I know you won't watch it. Yeah, but that's what I'm that's saying. So, like, but to me, that shows that you do enjoy them, right? Because, like, if you're not here and I'm looking to, like, what am I going to watch? It's the stuff that, like, yeah, I would yeah. like that you're not going to like. So murder, that means murder that shows about Ooh, women no, 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 murdering no. each other. 
Hey, have you guys watched 60 Days in Narcoland yet? Stop. Watch 60 Days in Narcoland on A&E. Alien and I have been watching it. Check it out. So I've watched, it's when you were out, the horror movies that I've watched were um, A Quiet Place. I yeah, think that's which it, is, uh, to be honest, I want to see. No, no you I mean, watched like, over House. the years. Over the years, oh, over House. The years. House is not a horror movie. If you saw House, you would laugh at that statement. No, but like you've seen. So if we looked over the past ten years at like the yeah, major yeah, yeah. horror films, you've seen them. No, yes. I haven't. I've never seen any of the Paranormal Activities. I've never seen any of the. I've never seen. I haven't seen a lot of the ones that like. What did you get think at, of Blair Witch? I. L- I liked Blair Witch a lot. I saw Blair Witch okay. early. Like well, we, I did too. A bunch of I, uh, of friends from high school went like yes, immediately. I, I grew here. up yes, with saw Heather Donahue. Oh, did you? Yeah. Her brother was on that. my baseball team. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I I only say that as a spoiler alert because in November we're doing films of 1999. Yeah. And I'm reading a book on it, and that was a whole chapter was but just on Blair Witch. I do find that fascinating because, like, as but, I, but so, fascinating because like there are millions of people that do there this. Are millions of us. No, I know, but so the, uh, I'm picking your brain as as one of them. Your family. Right? Yeah, totally. I was thinking and about them. And they they enjoy they enjoy things that I don't even yeah like like Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, yeah, yeah. type stuff. Right. I'm out yeah, on you that. don't so like here's that's my not thing, you. Right. So like I like a good story. So I again like I get the adrenaline rush of like that's not, not why no, I like no, this. No, yeah. no, no, no. I was comparing it to like thrill rides. Yeah, right. Like yeah. trying trying to think like is it the same sort of a thing? It's not. So, like, what is it I'm, about the idea of being scared it's that not, is pleasurable? It's not about being scared. What is it for, for me? It's about the elevating the storytelling to a place where I can suffer. I can. I will put myself through the scary parts because I really enjoy the the story that's being told here. Hmm. So like th- another movies that I that I really enjoyed were The Ring, which I think has a really Ooh, that's a really, really haunting images, but it's also there's also this like kind of J.J. Abrams style like mystery box aspect to it where she's trying to uncover like what this thing is and why. So, um, but yeah, there are very few horror movies that I really like. A Quiet Place is an incredibly great movie. Yeah, so, we gotta do that one. I so is that. Uh, and Get Out. It's a great movie. And that was the that was the only horror movie that I've probably seen in the past ten years that I yeah. would say like that was a good movie. I I, I I I absolutely recognize like it is a great movie. Yeah, I never want to see it again. That's fine. Ooh, Get Out. I wanted to do Get Out on the show. That's it's excellent. So get out is interesting. Get out. Get out is not, not technically really, scary. Right. It's, it's disturbing. Diff- different. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that's different. different. There's disturbing and scary. And then there is script. I just don't think that you should be John Sakata shaming me when you want us to watch this type of stuff. You yeah. make fun of chances. Yeah, are, you're not allowed to make, you make fun, fun of, of John no. Sakata. You're watching mazes and monsters. So I also really thought last night while I was stewing, like, so like, do people get off on this? Like, do people like watch this and then feel like great? Like, do, yes. how about Stephen King and Tabitha? Does Stephen King write a scene like that? And then is like, yeah, Tabby, like, 
freaking Georgie lost his arm. Did, Let's get it did, on. Like, did anybody know. else? Did <laughs> I anybody know. else think Henny Wise's <laughs> hair is not far from Donald Trump's hair? Ah, depending mm. on the wind, depending on the wind that blows, you know, like when he gets on Air Force One sometimes yeah. and that winds like blowing when the picture of uh, hair, of Bill's mom, the hair was blowing. Yeah, it, it was very similar. I'm just saying. How about when uh, he came out of the fridge, Brian? No, oh, stop. that I Aileen now Aileen was disturbed to the point where she was kind of looking at her phone. And oh, like, yeah. So what, I had, what did she but think? I had heard, uh, she was not into this, which is very weird because. She's like, well, I'm watching this for you. I'm like, what are you watching this for me? Like, you're the one who made me go to the Diary of Emily Rose once, which was <laughs> awful. And we were the only people in the theater. I think to I see saw that. that. Movie. Is that's like a courtroom drama, isn't it? Ends up. Being- yeah, it was. I don't know. But I was like, but I had heard about that scene again. I thought great. I, I thought that that stuff was good. I would say this. Not my film, but this is why I love doing this. Not my type of film. Probably would have not seen it if we weren't going to watch it for this. But I appreciate what they did. I just will never watch it again. And that effing clown is... I, I want to know more about the teeth, you know, the mouth. And when she sees like the he opens and it, yeah, like what that's about. Is that, mm. am I going to know more about that? If I see the second one, is that I hope so. upon? I hope so. Okay. Is I'm that going something to be sending my therapy bills to comm majors? You don't have to see the second one. I'll go by myself. Oh no. I mean, after the first one, the, right. there will be therapy. We needed. have no uh, budget. So your therapy bills so... can be dealt with with One Hope wine. <laughs> yeah. Just get some One Hope wine. Do like a normal Irish I was going to see if we could do that. like a, yeah, seriously. Get some One Hope if wine. Brian would be my therapist. Yeah. If you put I, on his like Fozzie Bear uh, scarf and, and glasses. Yes, <laughs> I could. Dr. Costello. <laughs> I'm not sure you want me to be your therapist. If you want, actually, therapists are usually more screwed up than the people they work with. Yeah, so I that might actually do, I work. I think you would do great, that, Brian. That would probably work fine. Okay, wait, right, one, one, so, more, one more thing. Okay, yes, yes, one more. The jokes in this movie were pretty spot on. Um, the new kids on the block stuff I thought was incredible. Oh, it was great. The new kids on the block stuff was the right. And stuff. when she when she comes back and yeah, and when she winks at him and says, "Do you think they got you the right stuff?" I thought oh, it was amazing. So good. She. I don't know who that actress was. She and the kid who played Bill, who's actually a Philly native, mm. were both so good. Yeah, um, those two were amazing. And the only thing I didn't like about this movie, um. The two pop songs that they put in here, I thought the score was cool. There were certain times where I I did notice the score. It's not mm. typically my thing, um, but I thought it was good. Uh, but then there's two pop songs that I just felt like they might have been shooting for that like 19, whatever. What is what was it? 89, 80, 89, nine, yeah. That's... I just didn't, I, I, they didn't connect with me in a way that like stuff that the Duffer, Duffer brothers do with uh, Stranger Things does. Mm. All right. Well, you know what you should have said? Favorite right, scene? Can we just say this? What mm-hmm. you should have said? I'm your therapist now, Jim, your relationship mm-hmm. counselor. Okay. Yeah. You should have said the only thing that I didn't like about this film is how uncomfortable it made my beautiful wife feel. Yeah. That's very smart. Brian. I honestly was See, not expecting that because you are already for me, excellent at this for job. For me, the horror movies are typically worse the first time i watch them and then every time if i watch them again it's just like okay 
now I start like looking at like how they made the movie and like what mm. what theme aspects and thing like parts of like like I would do with like literature like reading it and like it was not that way for Katie. Nope, it was I, worse. No. Yeah. There was, was a lot. I, I completely agree. There were a lot of very disturbing images. Yep. No, Katie, I cut you off. What was your question? Favorite and scene. On, and then we're good. I love the scene where Bev meets oh, Ben. Ben for the first time. Wow. Well, like awesome. what, you know, as they're leaving, and just just the composition of that scene in terms of him like holding his diorama. Listening. He's got like the the yearbook that doesn't have any signatures. <laughs> oh, his headphones, social, which were playing new kids on the block, are like diorams. dragging behind him at yeah. the end, yeah. and he's all flustered with his love for her. Yeah, Jim, can you please recite his poem well, to Bev? Before that, I will just say like to be a, like this is something that I love about Stephen King is that he never forgets the small moments. Uh, and I think he writes those kinds of love stories like incredibly well for someone that does something very disturbing 99% of the other time. So what is the the poem is... Uh, oh, shit. Your January hair. Your, your hair uh, is winter fire. January embers. My heart burns there too. Yep. Jim love recited it. that to me. And I was like, I don't even care. That that's she was like, what was that in the play? That's so hot. Just like <laughs> Bill. He had no idea. Oh, he had no idea. Um, can I tell you what I thought? The This is going to sound really weird. And this is probably why I like Stanley Kubrick's interpretation of King. Yeah. One of the things I found the creepiest. I'm not big on like horror movies with like the special effects and all that stuff. When Bev's dad smells her hair. Yes. That's why she that's, cuts it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that to me, like, and maybe that's why I'm so drawn to like the Kubrick interpretation of some of the stuff, even though it's not the king, like that to me is so creepy because it's so lived in and so real that there are people that do that. And King writes stuff like that. There's so much that mm -hmm. he does with that too. But that to me was creepier than anything because that is a real fucking monster you know i just is had a i just like had a that. moment of remembering you know when you're like all of these adults i had a moment like that at knobles where i was like waiting in line for the restroom and i was surrounded by parents that were saying the most horrendous things to their children yeah that all of a sudden i was like where am i i've never been around this many awful people in my life like you, maybe horrible, is daring. horrible. Maybe Pennywise people. is there. Th maybe that might have been it, there. that he was coming out of the toilets in those moments. Because, like, honestly, I feel like usually as a mom, like, out and about, like, I'm pretty good at being like, you know what? I could be seeing you on your worst day. And, like, I would hope that somebody would give yeah. me the grace of, like, I hear you. I, like, I, I feel you. But, like, there, I was like, no, this is just your normal. Like, I just feel like this is your normal. There was a dad pulling his daughter by the hair out of the bathroom. What? I swear to God. Screaming at her that she didn't have to go potty, that she could just go in her pants if she really needed oh. to. Well, that's helpful. Then the aunt jumped in on the mockery of the child. Another one screaming at her kid for picking up toilet paper off of the floor. She was cleaning up her own pee. She was trying to be a responsible little citizen and her mother's screaming at her. Like, I, I couldn't get out of there fast enough. Holy moly. So maybe, Brian, maybe there are places like All this. Right. Maybe. Jim, it sounds like you did a good job not going on that trip. Well, thank you, Brian. <laughs>
That was a dark Sounds moment like a, in an otherwise uh, very uh, bright, shiny day. All right. It, <laughs> chapter one, done. Chapter two, in theaters with the amazingly talented Bill Hader. See it. Jim and I will see it, and we'll let you know what we think. Yeah. Now it is time for Game of the Week. We need something happy because yeah. there wasn't a lot happy yeah, in this yeah. film. Uh, so this week's Game of the Week is Fast 4. And what I'm going to ask Katie and Jim to do is rank the following entertainment jobs by mm. how creeped out they are by the people who do them. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so our jobs this week, a number one, of course, because of Pennywise is a clown Two, a ventriloquist. Three, a mime and four, a wedding slash prom DJ. Oof, I'm ready. OK, go. Um, ventriloquist is the creepiest oh, by weird. far. For I me. agree. Yeah. Yes. They, then. Yes. Then I think clown has to be agreed. OK. Clown. Then a mime. And then yes. DJ. Same Samesies. Yeah. The ventriloquist, I really go to like motivation, right? Well, Where like oh. I can be, I can understand the other things. I don't understand why you would really want to talk through a puppet. And how about the ventriloquist scene in this with Georgie? Oh, oh the puppets. So creepy. In the ba- in the, the no, the in the basement everywhere. when he's. Yeah. Oh, you're right. And we yes. all fought down here. We fought, we fought. We oh, fought. that was my scariest part. When that, when Pennywise comes out of the water in that yeah. basement. Oh, hell no. I think that's no, right around you. the time that I went to sleep. Yeah. I was like, um, I'm done with this. Clowns are disturbing. Two things here. One, we're just poking fun at wedding slash prom DJs, of course, at our friend Keaton Laird, who is an amazing DJ. If you're looking for somebody for one of your questionable events. podcaster, amazing, questionable DJ. podcaster, Tim, amazing podcaster, questionable Keenan. bartender. <laughs> Great podcast. We have to go. Uh, We actually need to go check out his. Go uh, have a beer with him. Yes, Uh, I am ventriloquist a number one. I am terrified by mimes. What is their story? Mimes don't scare me. No, No, because they do. Because what's the choice? And maybe I should have said mimes slash. Maybe this isn't mimes. And I wasn't quite aware how to word this those people that pretend to be the statues people? yes yeah, people those people remember those people are really there's something going on there i am creeped out what is their story i just feel what like at it? some point in my life i'm gonna have to tell a mime to get the fuck away from me that's oh. just how I feel. I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like less you see the mimes going after people now and you see more of the gold statue people. Yeah, that's true. Because Maybe there's more yeah. money in that. Is Maybe. that where it is? Ventriloquist, can we all agree? Oh. If you see one, no, run in the it's other It's a combination directions. of the doll and the way that their mouth moves. Uh, but but the dolls also are just always like, creepy. I, again, thinking through the like, why would you want to do this? Like you wanted yeah. to throw your voice into a little friend. Yeah, it's creepy. It feels strange. It feels strange. Very, to me. and they're always creepy looking. I hate them. Yeah, no. Aren't they always creepy? There's never. You never see one. You're like, no, no cute. Oh, that kind of no looks cool, puppets. or nope. that's cute. Terrifying. Nope. All right, five question time. Here we go. You want answers? You want answers? I want the truth. What makes a man, Mr. Lebowski? What the fuck is the internet? Watch. Why? All right, five questions this week. We're making Jim answer them because he made us watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, question one, thumbs up or thumbs down? Ronald McDonald the Clown. Thumbs down. 
What was the thought process of McDonald's I have no to idea. have that? Dude, as now that, you know that started before. There, I mean, there is a whole thing about how Stephen King really did create the yes. fear of clowns, right? Yes, that's so real. Ronald McDonald predates. Well, very it. much so, yeah. and he's no longer around. But do you remember right. when we were going up the he commercials? Was all over, yeah, he was all over. Well, he's that still place. around. You still see him at like the Ronald McDonald House. There's Sometimes, still always like a bench with him on it. But it's so you don't see the like physical representation of him anymore. Really? Yeah, I don't. I didn't know that. Has anybody they, seen Ronald the McDonald? Is the hamburger still around? I, I actually, I've seen. I, I, I met Grimace once. I did Grimace like Grimace. Is awful. Grimace is like a Grimace. giant gumdrop. No. Yeah. What cute. he is like? He is some. He is someone's cum that has a venereal disease. I'm so sorry. It's, what? What did, what you, did you say? What did you just it's say? like he looks like this like weird <laughs> spheric blob okay. that wow. is purple. Like what is he? Just took Grimace to a whole yeah. other place. Yeah, well, that's a whole thing. They, like, there's a whole people riff on Grimace all the time yeah. online. That's not an original take. I'd really? rather have a gritty. Oh, oh. yeah, no, people yeah, mock like Grimace all the time. They say um, that he looks like ejaculate. That's that. Like, well, you're not it, the first but, person to say that. Is what no, you're saying? There's all sorts of rumors about. So, like, Grimace. if I, I rock a wiki he, I on like spoke. Grimace, same. I was like, is this a drinking moment? Um, so you're telling me that if I rock a wiki on like Grimace looks like a cum stain, well, that no, there will be looks... other, there will be like what pages? No, I, I should have said stains. I I apologize. <laughs> they, 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 he's a giant purple stain. You can take from that what you want. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Number two. Next one. Uh, would you rather hang out with the kids from it or the kids from Goonies? Oh, 100% the kids from Goonies. They're, more they're, fun, you think? They're kind. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, the kids I didn't think were too bad. No, I think I would have fit in better with the kids from Goonies. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. All right. All right, great. Uh, now, Jim is always good with coming up I with names and things on the spot. It's you. one of his strong points. Uh, if you were a clown, mm -hmm. what would your name be? Jimbo the non-dancing oh, clown? God. Jimbo, Jimbo, Jim, Jim, Uncle Jim, Jim. Has anybody, has anyone in your life ever my, called you Jimbo? No, my brothers, my brothers, my brother has taught his sons to call me Uncle Jim, Jim. And now, now he's Uncle Jim, Jim to everyone. Um, I think you're wrong. I think your uncle calls you Jimbo. Which one? I think Uncle Jerry calls you Jimbo. When oh, he, he might you. actually. I think he that does. might be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Perfect. Uh, all right. Question number four. Jim, what is your favorite Stephen King character? In a movie or in a book? Up, up to you. I'm leaving it up to you. You can pick. I think it's a, I have a tie between two okay, characters that's fine. and they're both from the same. Roland. No. Right. Oh. Go, go. My Let's tie would be Eddie Dean or Susanna Dean. Oh, I think I'm tied. From, with, from let everybody know in case they don't know. The Dark Tower series. Uh, they first appear in the second book called The Drawing of the Three. Okay. Uh, to be clear, not the film version. Not the not film the, version. Jesus not the Christ. film. Um, and our guard dog. Your dog? I'm sorry. Yeah, does, she, not, does not agree. No, she does our, not agree. She heard something outside. She's guarding our house. Uh, oh, I hope it's not Pennywise. It could be Pennywise. It's Pennywise. Pennywise. We, we fear... Do, 
Nothing Do you have here. a red balloon floating around your house somewhere? No. <laughs> uh, finally, deep thoughts question. If there's anything that ter- is there, excuse me, is there anything that terrified you as a kid that still terrifies you today? Let's all answer that question. That's a really tough one. I don't, I don't remember anything that really terrified me. Um, I don't think so. I think maybe like spiders, like giant, I don't know. So I've come around on a lot of my fears, which is funny. So like, or like things that scare me now didn't used to scare me. So I used to really be scared of the dark. And mm. now like I can't sleep if there's a light on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Same thing with like, I didn't used to be, af- no, I'm not afraid of heights. Yeah. I just can't i I am, I am more scared of heights now than i was yeah. as a kid it's not really i've f- gone that way on fear, a lot of though. things i'm more right. scared of stuff some things now than i was when i was younger i guess right. i'm i'm scared of horror movies i guess that's yeah. what i'm scared of yeah and you're playing it off like you have some moral high ground on it no i'm just scared of them <laughs> i just don't like i hit a place in my life with horror films and uh amusement park rides where i was like this doesn't bring I don't need me any that joy in my life you already need... condoed it that's it i was like i don't need this yeah. in my life yeah. this does not bring me joy yeah that's it i was terrified of grimace as a child and oh, i still am terrified of grimace as a child <laughs> i would just like to preemptively fact check myself and apologize to grimace because i don't think grimace. that's gonna i don't yeah, think that's gonna pan out that <laughs> no no, is the, does McDonald's life. still have commercials? I don't watch network TV. No, I don't, I do. We don't no, see no, any do. commercials anymore. No. We see like a couple. I don't even know if they exist. Yeah. I'm sorry, Grimace, because I think that's really going to fail. In guy. fact, check that <laughs> was dark. Uh, okay, thank you, Jim, for those five questions. Mm-hmm. Next week, this is exciting. No, it's not. This is like very ah. exciting. It is our one year birthday. Our show has been on one year. Our babies. Not background. No, it's a year old. And the only film we could do is the film we have talked about more than any film has been referenced more than any film on any episode. We are watching Chances Are. I thought it was Roadhouse. Chances Chances Are. No, we have mentioned Chances Are more than Roadhouse. Uh, We are looking at Chances Are. Katie and I will get through this movie. I we will, will be excited. I'm so excited, excited about this. I'm going to take extensive notes this I time. I am so excited about this movie. I am this excited movie. for the matching you bedroom suite. You're going to open I your heart to it. I am excited for Sybil Shepherd. I am excited for Ryan. What's his name? Ryan. I don't know his name. O'Neill. Ryan O'Neill. O'Neill. Farrah Fawcett's Who is love. crazy in real life. 100%. Um, I'm Nut excited job. for all of it. I'm excited for Mary Stuart Masterson's hair. Oh, her hair. <laughs> I'm excited hair is, for her dresses. Her wardrobe yes. is amazing. That's... There's so much oh in this movie celebrating one year of Com Majors, a show that has hot takes <gasps> about Grimace. I'm so excited for the scene at the museum. Uh, a show the dancing, uh, with Mrs. With Mrs. Wig. Talmadge. Oh Mrs. Gosh, Talmadge. Ryan. Uh, Ryan, this is going to bring me such Talmadge. joy. Such joy. And then I think, yeah, yeah, uh, it, it will bring Katie joy. Oh, uh, it will and bring that me will so... bring Jim joy. Yes. No. I will H- finish watching this movie and say, now that is something yes. to go make out. About. This film will be to Jim what <laughs> this week's film was to Katie. Mm. That no, is what it no, was. it's not that. I don't it's think so. It. I don't think so. 
No, no he this is not it. notebook. This is not notebook. He wording. enjoyed. He enjoyed watching this. Movie. Next week, we're gonna sing some Peter Cetera. Maybe Katie and I could practice all week, and we could do our own version of After All. I am shocked yes. that they haven't done this on How Did This Get Made Yet. Oh, because this movie is too no, good, Jim. It's because it's no too good. Question. What are you making fun of? <sighs> there's not enough Why to make fun of question? in this film. It's gonna what be do you amazing. Think, Scout? Um, Scout loves it. Do they have ancient uh, Samoa okay. weaponry? Say, I, love I, I guess energy. not. I have not seen that film yet. Uh, <laughs> I would say this. Uh, we will be back next week. Our one year birthday with chances are Jim is going to have to extensively edit this episode because <laughs> yeah. there was numerous attempts so to start this episode. And if possible, if you could cut out the whole grimace reference, I would really, <laughs> yeah, I really, because we all really don't need to be haunted by no clowns. No, no. You're, good. you're good. Can we just can maybe cut that? Uh, otherwise we'll see you next week. Uh, bring some birthday cake. Uh, if you want to listen to it, Oh, enjoy. I like that. I like that, Brian. Have some birthday cake. I already have a balloon up. I won't take uh-huh. it down. Is it filled with blood? It's filled oh. with blood. Oh. Please um, enjoy it. Have mm-hmm. fun. We will see everybody next week. All right. Thanks. Adios. Bye. Bye. Bye.